0: It's going to
1: be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there.
0: Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control, in the dock! Oh, my! Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093. One zero nine three.
2: I guess you don't have to,
0: but you need to.
2: He hits one
0: high and deep
3: left field. pain shading the eyes at
0: the track, and it is gone. Let's get to it. Here's your host Gary Darby. And
3: hey, welcome, people. It's time to do a Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell hotline. Gary Chuck Yancey in studio tonight. Your text message line is six six two. Four two six one zero nine three six six two four two six one zero nine three, and no more days off, boys. Football's here. Football, baby! <laughs> it's time. It's here, right? It
4: is. It is. I was like a kid at a candy store this morning. There, football practice, uh, getting to see all the the new presents, and uh, did did not disappoint. We'll talk a little bit about that later.
3: First part of the show brought to you by First South Farm Credit. Over one hundred years of experience supporting. Communities and agriculture, and ready to get you through your financial journey at First South Farm Credit. Again, we are in studio. Coming up in the second portion of the show, Harry Harrison from the almost Radio Network uh, will join us, and he'll talk with us about some of the early thoughts of football practice. Been a little warm early to do this kind of stuff, too. Uh, yeah, right? A little
5: warm.
4: <laughs> it wasn't that bad this morning. It wasn't
5: th- th- this but morning. But Saturday the, was brutal. the first three were brutal, man. Even the one at night, Saturday night, they started at 6.45, <laughs> and it was still hot. Yeah. I mean, but the, look, the, I've been surprised the kids are handling it well. I hadn't seen anybody pass out due to hydration problems. Uh, I mean, I think the coaches, they, they uh, take a break midway through practice, give them five minutes to go get hydrated, Gatorade, whatever they want to drink, and sit in the shade for, you know, two or three minutes, and I think that's paid dividends.
4: Yeah, and also they're not butting heads like we've seen in the old days. There's a lot of teaching going on instead of slamming heads. So they're I think still that running around there, though. Yeah, they are, but <laughs> it, it helps a lot when you're yeah. not just yeah. slamming into each other at each and every place.
5: But the linemen are.
4: Yeah, they are.
5: The, the, the guys in the trenches are hitting more than I've seen in, in several years. But I, but I think that's because the coaches feel like they have enough depth to be able to do that. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. Both yeah, sides, absolutely. Whenever absolutely. you got somebody
4: like Xavier Harris running third team, you got a heck of a depth chart yeah. there. That's uh, yeah. that's scary.
3: Uh, food for thought for when we get into the text messages. We got a question about uh, times for practice on Saturday. Uh, hearing the lead isn't as big as it once was for Dart at quarterback, and uh, the last is uh, we're going to a question about Trig as well. So some thoughts on those guys. Um, and when we get to uh, the text message part of things. Uh, Chuck's eyes kind of lit up through all of those. I think you've got answers for all of those, don't you? I think I do. I think I do. (laughs) He's got answers.
5: Hey, I'm not saying they're correct, but I got (laughs) answers.
3: All right, it's time for uh, Yancey's thoughts as we get these brought to us by Outback Steakhouse. Steve Grantham has nine that he operates in Mississippi and Tennessee. Yancey, what's on your mind?
4: Yeah, most of these five thoughts are from this morning's practice. First thought, I'll give Chucky credit for this. Keep your eyes open for a defensive back transfer that had little fanfare in T.J. Young. The FAU transfer is going into a six-year and can flat-out run. Second thought of the day, some of the newcomers who really stood out to me at today's practice were T.J. Young, A.J. Brown, Zamari Walton, Aiden Williams, and Centarian Perkins. Third thought of the day, if you can find me a handful of freshmen who are as good as Austin Simmons, Centarian Perkins, Aiden Williams – Kedrick Riscano, and AJ Brown, please let me know. Fourth thought of the day: Speaking of freshmen, this Austin Simmons is something special. The quarterback out of Florida has elite arm talent at the eight, tender age of 17. And the fifth thought of the day: When I look back at the 2023 class, I see 21 combined four-star additions to the squad. It's hard getting used to the new recruiting era, but this ended up being one heck of a class. I still don't know if you can be a consistent contender with this much transition each year, but if you bring in this many talented players, it sure makes it easier.
3: All right, brought to you by Outback Steakhouse this Monday and every Monday. Still to go on the show, too, we'll get into some recruiting things. Uh, we'll do that in the next segment uh, with some commitments and things still rolling in. You're seeing transfers from Oregon State, yeah. and we're going to get into some of that the back end of the show, too. Instead of some of the SEC slash Ole Miss news, I want to get into maybe some conference realignment and how that is going to affect the transfer portal because it is in some of the schools much like Oregon State.
5: Tom Petty, you're jamming me. <laughs>
3: Jam Griffin. Here he comes. Absolutely. You know,
5: we're waiting on waivers on three guys, TJ Dudley, Chris Graves, and Jam Griffin, but uh, there's a high confidence in inside the Manning Center that that all three are going to be approved and, and uh, just waiting on the sec as usual, you know, they're dragging their feet, but I think it's going to happen.
3: That's big news. It's an August 7th version of the show. Go ahead and continue with your text messages at four, two, six, one Oh nine three. We'll get to those that I mentioned just a moment ago. And then next we'll get into a few things in the recruiting world with the NIL and all that good stuff with our transfer portals and more. Stay with us.
0: Campbell Clinic Orthopedics, a national and international leader in musculoskeletal care is opening a full service clinic in Oxford on June 12th, offering a full spectrum of orthopedic care, including sports medicine, pediatrics, hip and knee, spine, shoulder and elbow, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, as well as cast and x-ray services and a physical therapy department. Schedule online now at www.campbellclinicoxford.com. We also offer a convenient weekly walk-in clinic Monday through Friday from 730 a.m. until 4 p.m. Campbell Clinic Oxford, located at 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Across from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
3: This portion of the show is brought to you by Gateway Tire. They've served us since 1929, 54 locations, six different states. Gateway Tire goes the distance for you. Gary, Chuck, and Yancey back with you. We've got your text messages coming up at 662 426 1093. All right, let's get the news. Let's get the things out there that the people want to hear as far as this recruiting and transfers and everything going on. What you got?
4: Well, Chuck, I mean, let's start off with the trio transfers there. Jam Griffith, TJ uh, Dudley, and Chris Graves, a little expanding on what you said there. Tell the, the listeners out there about being eligible. I thought you were eligible to practice, but not play in the games until you got the waiver, but. Kind of explain that a little bit further. Now,
5: since they entered the portal after the portal deadline, they have to get a waiver from the conference to be eligible to even be on the team. That's my understanding.
4: So if they're ruled. If they get don't, a don't waiver, get too technical, if they get a yet. waiver, <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I don't know the rule verbatim. Okay? If, if they're ruled eligible or or they get a waiver, does that mean they get a waiver to play in the games oh, as yeah.
5: well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If they get the waiver, they're eligible immediately.
4: Yeah. So we saw Juice Fest coming this weekend, and some fans I saw were a little bit restless, like, oh, I want to see more names and stuff like that. And they ended up showing – um, big, successful weekend. I believe they had a total of eight commitments out of the juice fest. Also the basketball, uh, that includes the basketball five-star or borderline five-star, uh, commitment they received there in John Bowl. Just Chuck, what, what, what are your thoughts about juice fest?
5: Well, I mean, it's the biggest weekend of, uh, of recruiting before the season starts. And, uh, I think they did really well. I mean, obviously, um, uh, and i tell you the the high school recruiting has picked up quite a bit this year i mean they got what 18 19 commitments now Mm -hmm. um i mean that's that's, i think that they're trying to shift this uh, roster building into getting more high school kids into the program but it's taken a while to establish relationships and so they've had to depends so much on the transfer portal, but I think ideally they'd like to have more high school players, and they're trending that way right now.
4: And and another interesting point, Chuck, is uh, now they have three JUCO commitments out of the state of Mississippi. They picked up a pair this weekend from Juice Fest last weekend, excuse me, and Cedric Beavers, Jones Community College cornerback out of Taylorsville, and then Kahoma Community College uh, wide receiver Marquise Willis, and that Ends up being Malik Willis's Gary's little brother, and he ran the fastest time at any of the Ole Miss football camps in June with a four three four, and that kind of opened their eyes and things kind of took off from there. And uh, you know, not many programs are committing many junior college players right now, so it, I think it's nice. There's too much talent in the Mississippi JUCO system to just leave alone.
5: Oh yeah, I I think you have to be real selective. But at the same time, I, I don't think you can ignore it. That, that's a that's a good resource for uh, some good talent, if you're very if you're very selective.
3: And I agree with with Chuck there. Having the years of experience working with one of those schools and travel, really with two of those schools and traveling up and down these roadways, you know, in all of the sports, the JUCOs are loaded with talent. But you do have to pick and choose. You really have to, you know, top of the line guys. These days, considering everything else that's going on back in the Billy, Billy Brewer era. Right. You loaded up with a lot of those. I mean, he there would be many years. He and State, whatever you would get. you're right. A lot of Juco guys just doesn't work that way anymore. And I've had the conversations with those, you know, community college coaches. You know, it was trending that way then COVID really messed up the recruiting part of things. But if, if you focus in and get in on the right ones, I think you need a couple along the way. You'll be fine.
4: Yeah, and then we take a back a look at some of the high school commitments that happened uh, from Juice Fest and, and the visitors there. One of them's out of the state of Mississippi, a guy that's really kind of overlooked nationally, but everybody inside the state knows well about. McComb, Mississippi, 6'3", 190-pound, two-way player, San Frisco McGee. Uh, guy that's got the size, he's got the speed. A lot of people thought he was really leaning towards Mississippi State for a while during his commitment. Mm-hmm. He made his visit to Ole Miss for the first time for Juice Fest. He went to Mississippi State the day before, then ended up committing to Ole Miss.
5: Hey, there's no way that we couldn't get San Frisco. Right. I love that name, man. <laughs> Come on, baby. You can write so much stuff. I left my interception <laughs> in San Francisco.
4: And look, look, he can get an interception now. A lot of people predict him to be a wide receiver, but word I'm hearing down in South Mississippi from some high school coaches that I know say he's even he's an even better defensive back than receiver. So this is somebody adds on to that Mississippi list. Hey, and let's
5: talk. If he's really six three, that's pretty important these days. Got to have that those tall, rangy. Corners and wide receivers,
4: yes. And I mean, just I was you know, gagaing over AJ Brown, uh, today, yeah. And you know, looking at him, he looks a legit 6'2 yeah. to me. Yeah, their corner,
5: and you got Aiden Williams, you got Trey Harris. You know, those those kids are, are bigger guys, and I, I like that. What, speed.
4: what about Aiden Williams? Good gosh, he's
5: special. He's going to be special. He's got a lot to learn. I mean, he's, He does. But, but he's already in the top six.
4: Top six. He's top yeah. three, Chuck. No, not yet. Oh, yeah. Not is. yet.
5: Talent-wise, he is. You're right.
4: No, he is. But
5: he doesn't He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know. And
4: I know I know the staff is being very guarded. They don't want him to get a big head and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I heard Lane's press conference, and, you know, you don't he want just, those freshmen, you know, to think they're, they're all that. But he, he is.
5: He is. He There's is. no doubt. But yeah. he's he, but mentally he's not there yet, Nancy. I yeah. don't no, think I'm, he is. I
4: I I can see that, but as the season progresses by yeah. oh, by yeah. SEC time, yeah. he'll be I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. not
5: gonna argue about that.
4: <laughs> Chuck, uh, you know, kind of kinda of span on your thoughts with the recruiting there. You you know, you made a good point with you know, establishing relationships here and then also what do you think Pete's done added to the staff? Um <laughs> uh,
5: relentlessness. Not, you know not that some of the other coaches didn't have relentlessness but uh, I, I don't know that I've ever been around a more relentless recruiter than than Pete golden um, and I think it's rubbed off on some of those that maybe aren't quite as relentless uh, I, I think it's I think he's he's had a trickle-down effect on his on his staff and I want to tell you he's uh, I think this staff and I didn't have any problem with last year's staff, even though some people did, but I think this year's staff is a major upgrade. Yeah. Uh, I really do and I and I think it's gonna show. I really do.
4: I do too. I know we you know, we're trying to avoid kinda of going over Harry's uh, stuff that we're gonna be talking about with the practices, but you know, kinda keying on some of these freshmen we talked about. Um Aiden Williams there, but you know, this this Austin Simmons kid. You said something on your message board about a week ago about him throwing the ball and I got to see it live today. I was not expecting that.
5: Oh, he's he's dynamite. There's no question. He and Spencer Sanders have the best arms on of the four quarterbacks. Now there's nothing wrong with Jackson Dart and Walker Howard's arms. Don't get me wrong. They're plenty strong for the SEC. But Simmons Simmons also has the quickest release of the of the four
4: and the accuracy,
5: he gets it out of there. I mean, it's it's boom, it's gone, uh, and you know, <laughs> I can see why he's a pretty good pitcher. It's, it's, yeah, it's easy to say. Oh yeah. You yeah, know that's gonna
4: be a heck of a battle between Walker Howard and <laughs> yeah. Simmons in the future. But you
5: know, they they did a, I think they've done a pretty good job of evaluation of several freshmen that we don't talk about a lot. Uh, I, I like Daniel Demery. I like Chamberlain uh, uh, yeah. Caldwell, the, the yeah, defensive the tall, end. Yeah. They're not red Campbell. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not ready now. No, but but they they're good evaluations. Uh, DJ Holmes, the defensive end, I think is going to be a good player. Uh, you know, we uh, we always talk about Riscano, Williams, and, and Perkins, and they're outstanding. Reason. They're outstanding. Yeah. But I, I don't think we can sleep on these other guys. I think they've got some talent too.
4: I do, too. I like like what's going on. And you know Pete's evaluations are going to even further that talent here coming up. A.J.
5: Brown's another one, I think.
4: Yeah. You you mentioned earlier. How is A.J. Brown – not ranked at least a four-star. It's kind of like when you watch Judkins, like how in the world was he a three-star? How was A.J. Brown a three-star? I mean, he's he's a borderline five-star player. I, <laughs> yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I well, that's
5: what I'm saying. I think they've done a really good job of evaluation, including in the portal. There's a lot of mature athletes out there. Now, maybe they're not superstars, but, but they're quality athletes.
3: We'll come back with your text messages and more in just a few.
0: Outback Steakhouse No Steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Dupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, and Flowett, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. and go Rebs. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
3: To go, and we'll look at some injuries. Harry Harrison will join us. We've got all kinds of things to finish up with the good, bad, and ugly. But now your text message is presented by Canon. Cleary, McGraw, CCMOxford.com. You're looking for some real estate in the Oxford Lafayette County area, CCMOxford.com. I'll start with the first text message here. Chuck, can you confirm if Trigg walked out of practice?
5: No. I can confirm that Saturday night he got kicked out of practice. He didn't walk out. (laughs) Uh, um, You know, he's still struggling a little bit with maturity. uh, A little bit. (laughs) I guess a lot if he gets thrown out of practice. But uh, today he was with the uh, uh, scout team. They demoted him and... He never opened his mouth. He called everything in sight. Yeah, he looked good. You know, hopefully, it, it, hopefully he's learning some lessons, but we'll see.
4: And Chuck kind of spam why he was upset. It's because he was the I don't he, I don't running remember. second team as well. That's the, the rumor, rumor, rumor is, but yeah. I, I don't know that.
5: Yeah. I, I'd hate to say that. Uh, yeah, true. He just, uh, you know, I've seen him throw a tantrum out there before over nothing. So. <laughs> but that was last year, so hopefully he'll get over that.
3: <laughs> with that, uh, do we already know practice time for this Saturday?
5: Uh, no. It's it's scheduled for 945, but you can't ever tell with Lane.
4: Chuck, are they opening it up for the fans no, on Saturday? That's not why that, they're probably asking.
5: Not not that I'm aware of.
4: Yeah.
5: I mean, it's – the media only gets one more day tomorrow of a full practice, and then all we get from that point on until the first game is three or four
3: periods.
4: You don't um, really need any more of that. No, You've, you've seen no. enough.
5: Once I've been out there this long, I, I know what's going on.
3: And then the last on the text messages, and then uh, we'll, we'll move after that, is hearing the lead isn't as big as it once was for darts. What are your thoughts?
5: Um, I don't know where he'd be hearing that, but I don't think it's ever been a huge lead. Uh, since the Grove Bowl, I think Darts he's still taking all all the number one reps, but uh I think Sanders is a quality player, and and Darts going to have to perform. I mean, that's the bottom line.
4: Why do you think Sanders struggled a bit last year? A shoulder, shoulder, yeah,
5: had a shoulder issue. I mean he he probably didn't throw a pass in half the spring practices. Yeah. Um. You know, he was he would throw fact, one day and then not throw the next and then throw and then not throw. And really, we didn't see the real Spencer Sanders in spring the until Bowl. the Grove Bowl. Yeah. Until he the can Grove throw Bowl. it
4: now. He can spin it.
5: He can spin it, no doubt.
3: Again, our text message is brought to you by Cannon Clear and McGraw. That's CCMOxford.com. You can continue to send some in, and we'll see if we can't sneak them in throughout the show. But next, a look into the injury report brought to you by Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. That's OxfordOrtho.com.
5: Yeah, the the one that uh, I want to see come back here pretty soon is Caleb Warren, the starting center. He hadn't practiced yet uh, through four practices. But he's kind of given me a nod when I've <laughs> said, are you okay? He's been nodded yes. So I don't think it's anything serious, but, but he needs to get back out there. And um, in the meantime, Reese McIntyre, a fifth-year veteran, is – handling center and a freshman, Bryson Sanders, that we didn't talk about earlier. Yeah. Who he I deserves like a to lot. be in
4: that yeah. He he really does deserve to be yeah. in that top five I listed there. He yeah. stood out to me as well. That, yeah, that he's gonna be a good center. Yeah, he's gonna be a really good uh, center.
5: Larry Simmons today pulled a groin. I don't know the extent of it. And it's a shame because he was
4: having a he good was practice. having a
5: good spring, I mean a good fall camp and was about to break into the top six, I thought uh Tasia Young that Yancey was talking about earlier. He's I don't know, he must have an upper body problem because he's wearing a green jersey which signifies no contact, but he goes through all no contact drills like one-on-one pass coverage, and he can fly. Mm. I'll be I'll be glad when that green jersey comes off. <laughs> Boy, Quay Davis, wide receiver, I think he's still struggling with the hamstring from back in the spring. Uh and Ethan Fields, freshman uh, offensive lineman, I don't know what is wrong with him, but he's not practicing.
4: Yeah, that uh, if there's somebody faster than TJ there, he's, I, I want to see him. I thought he looked like the quickest guy, at least the quickest. Yeah. I don't know about a 100-yard sprint, but he looks the quickest on the team. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, he can he can motor. Well, that does I, lead
3: to another text message, which was, can you talk about the team speed? Because that's, I guess, what they've heard well, is so how feel, fast some of these new guys well, are.
5: Well, let me say this. <laughs> if you can't run, you're not going to play for Golden. Because <laughs> that's who he's going with. He's going with the fast. He's going with speed. Uh, because I think he believes that he's got enough muscle up front that he can go with speed at linebacker safety and corners. And I think that's what you're seeing. Like today, Monty Montgomery and Kari Coleman were the starting linebackers. And just last week, two bigger guys, Ashanti Sistrunk and uh, Jean-Baptiste, uh, were, were the starting Linebackers. linebackers, but they, he's he's kind of gone more towards speed.
4: Yeah, I think Satarian's going to work in that equation as well. I know you yeah, put something up. Speed. Yeah, he's yeah. just so fast. Yeah, he's got to get bigger. We oh, talked about that. He made an
5: incredible play today. I mean, he came across the field, dove to tip a pass up in the air, fell out on his back. From the from the dive and the ball was in there and he had the presence of mind to catch the ball on his back. I mean, just so much raw athletic ability. It was just I I, I was just there with my mouth open. I couldn't believe it.
4: Yeah, and going back to the speed with Tennyson there being moved to linebacker. Yeah. what are your thoughts on that?
5: Well, I mean, he's small, but he's a really good blitzer. We found that out last year. He yeah. had like ten tackles for loss last year playing that. Slot safety, covering mm-hmm. the slot, kind of coming up to the line of scrimmage. So I, th- I think they believe that he can shoot some gaps and help in, in the blitzing game. I, I believe that's the purpose of that.
4: He's going to be the smallest linebacker in the SEC. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he yeah. can't be But five, he can eight. run. You know, Good gosh. And he'll, he'll knock the snot out of him.
5: Yeah, you know. that, that's what I'm saying. They're leaning more to speed than bulk except up front.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'll
3: also mention the uh, Grove Collective. Started to create and enhance the NIL opportunities for OMA student athletes. We encourage you to check them out, the Grove Collective. All right, my friends, we'll come back with Harry Harrison to talk more about this OMA's football team next.
2: we <laughs>
0: real estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or
2: You have like? a light? Find your road. Outback
0: Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Dupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, D'Abraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
4: Don't we're gonna blow a 50 amp fuse? Sing it to me. You can't always get what you want.
6: You can't always get what you want.
2: You can't always get what you want. But if you you try, sometimes will you just
4: find?
3: And ready to roll with you for a little bit longer. Here to go with tonight's Rebel Yell hotline. Gary Chuck Yancey. The Freeze Group's your partner in retirement. Nearly two decades of expertise in helping retirees. They can help the clients. They have that unparalleled level of service and delivered results. Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, and Baton Rouge. Give them a call 1 877 327 3735. And now let's see if we're going to bring in our good buddy Harry Harrison into the
1: conversation. Dude, you with us? What's going on, my man? It's officially football season.
5: Man, we've missed you too.
1: Wow, yeah. Neat. Well, I've been out of town. You know, I know I've got every Friday and Saturday marked off from now till Thanksgiving. So I thought I need to slip out of town with my wife before it's really gets serious.
5: Yeah, I don't blame you, brother. A uh, happy wife, happy life.
1: <laughs> That's what they say, Chuck. I believe it.
5: I do too, brother. Uh, So, Harry, you know, Lane Kiffin talks about uh, every year how hard it is to – or the pitfalls of maybe having to develop chemistry on a team with so many new faces. I think we've got like 50 new faces this year. But I've noticed that a lot of these transfer portal guys have enough maturity – and enough experience that they just kind of blend in so I don't know that it's as big a factor as Lane says it is or not do
1: you you know Chuck I have to agree just I've only seen the you know one practice but uh these guys look like they, they, they act and walk and, and, and look like professionals so I, I think we've definitely improved our roster now you get on into the season and, you, and the grind hits you and you get you got some losses under your belt and yeah. You know, people start pointing fingers. Yeah, maybe that's when the chemistry really – fully really found out how good a chemistry you got on the team. But I think this camp, and you guys have seen more practice than I have, but one of these days we're going to be in real pads and real practice, and I'm looking forward to that. And and, and then we'll know exactly what you just described. But I, I think we've really improved our roster. I like – and I've been watching some of these defensive backs, naturally. But Deshaun Anthony and, uh, and Deshaun Gaddy, they look like they've played a lot of football. They know what they're doing. They look athletic. They're 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 big guys for defensive backs and you know, that helps. When you got a guy that's six one to six three and can run, that's better than a five ten guy that can run in my estimation.
5: Yes, sir. And and we were just talking earlier about you haven't seen Tasia Young. He's kinda of small for a safety, but that kid that cat can fly now. Um uh, from FAU, yeah. Yep. Well, um,
1: the one thing you can't teach is you know speed. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, you just. Uh, I, I've been there, and done that, so I understand it. That half a step too slow is just. It don't matter. It's still too slow.
5: <laughs> I hear you there, brother. I, I, you know, and I like the the overall depth that I see on this team too. And I'm not trying to be Mister Sunshine here, but I got to say I'm pleasantly surprised with this roster. The look. It looks looks like an SEC roster, and it's got some what I consider quality depth.
1: I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think you can really start with that offensive side, and, it, and you know, when you play in this conference, Chuck, as you know, it all starts up front. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in the trenches on defense or offense. And when's the last time we might have been able to say we got eight to ten guys that could play in a football game on the offensive line? And we've had some depth before on the defensive front, but I'm not sure we've had this this quality of depth. And, and You know, we'll know a lot more about it when we start hitting here in a few days and things get really live. Now I know, you know, guys tend to wear those, uh, those todgers that come up above the knees and you got these small shoulder pads and all that, but at some point it's going to get live, especially <laughs> with those linemen. And then you can start separating the men from the boys.
4: What, uh, Harry, what, what is the number one storyline in your eyes when they do go going live bullets and scrimmaging against each other? What's, what's the number one thing you're looking at?
1: I, I want to see the defense, Yancey. I think Pete Golden's scheme is, is, is definitely for real. I think they put together a good roster over there. But I want to see – I want to make sure when, when, the, when the fireworks are going off and, and you're playing fast-break football on grass – that this defense can can get back in position and know what they're doing, they can communicate, make sure they don't blow a coverage. Because so many times with Lane's offense, you know, when you're going fast, you, you get those wide-open receivers just simply because you put somebody in motion, somebody can get the check, and, and you blow a coverage. And that's what I'm looking for, because I'm an old defensive back. But I'm looking for a big communication back there, making sure everybody's covered up. If you go beat me, make sure you're better than I am, not that I I didn't know what position to be in and where, who to cover.
5: Well, you, you opened the door when you said everything starts up front, uh, Harry. And, and how many times did you hear me whine last year about the three-man
1: front? Well, no more. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I think Cedric Johnson, Chuck, I mean, he looks as good as I've ever seen him, you know, in a uniform. That, that's been our missing piece. He was injured in the spring. And now he's in that position, we'll call it a jack linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to say. But he's going to be on the line of scrimmage. He's going to be coming on pass rush, and he's going to be taking care of that defensive end position when it's a sweep. So I like the fact that we've got three guys with a hand on the ground, and then he or somebody backing him up are going to be reading the quarterback. And so in today's football, you've got to have some guys up there that can get to the quarterback, and I think I think he's going to have that type of a year.
5: Oh, there's no question. Uh, I was talking to th- the all-time great not too long ago, Mr. Manning, Archie Manning, and I said, "What's the difference in football now when than when you played?" And he said, "Defensive coordinators are are trying everything they can to kill the quarterback." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It looked yeah. like they were against Archie too, with his scrambling back there. Well,
5: they when he played for the Saints, sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't have to. His offensive line was so bad, they didn't have to coordinate much to get to him. You're
5: right, exactly.
1: Yeah, but exactly. Uh, but he's right, Chuck. And he's, he's these coordinators and, and Pete learned under one of the best over at Alabama. So I'm I'm only assuming he's going to bring that uh, that uh, moxie over here to the Rebels and. You know, you got to get that roster like you want it. And in linebacker positions, you got to have guys. you got to have that leader. One of those linebacker positions has got to be able to step up and be the guy. You know, when times get tough out there and they're moving on, you you got to have a guy to get those guys, even if it's momentarily, say this is enough. Enough is enough. This is it. Uh, I don't know who that guy is yet, but we've got some good candidates. And, and, we, and team speed on that side of the ball is better than I've seen it now in several years.
4: Harry, you know I've been on the drink, the Kool-Aid, but – Think about this. You got dark coming in for another year, assuming he's going to be the guy. You got, you know, all five, four of the five offensive linemen back. And then you got so much more explosive at receiver and tight end than you were last year, along with Judkins. Hey guys, you see the Chuck, you see that 50 yard passing call today. He's he's really, he's even taking another leap. How much better can this offense be this year, Harry? Well,
1: can definitely be better and obviously I think Jackson Dart has talked about it at nauseam I and is cut out the turnovers, you know, especially in the bowl game. He got away from us in a hurry with the turnovers. But that that's his focus is, you know, even though he threw eleven interceptions, three of those were in the bowl game. So eight and twelve games is not terrible, but I know he wants to clean that up. And so you gotta have some receivers once they catch it they can they can run in space and I think we've got those guys. I hadn't seen Zakari Franklin yet. Be interesting to see, but what I what little I've seen of uh the, the new guy from Louisiana Tech, Trey Harris, he looks like mm-hmm. the real deal. And then you, you know, you, you sprinkle in the guys who've been here with us uh, for several years, you know, D Wade and, uh, and Watkins, and uh, of course, uh, 27, Jalen Knox. Those guys have, have had a lot of practice times here at the Rebels, and I think they'll all contribute mightily. And then you got a JJ, you know, number 15, you got a JJ Henry who's, uh, you can't hit him up in a, in a, in a phone booth. So, uh, I think they've got a lot of guys. And, of course, we haven't even talked about the freshman kid who really looks good, Aiden Williams. Aiden Williams. Uh, looks the part, you know, can he get through camp and, and keep keep on pace. There are not many Quinshawn Judkins guys that comes in as a true freshman, gets through camp, and just gets better as a year rolls so on. That's not the standard by any stretch. I mean, he he's a quite an exception going back to last year. and He even looks better now than he did a year ago, of course. He's more mature and get ready to be 20 years old, probably midseason. And that makes a difference. But uh, catching the ball for him, pass blocking for him, all those things you got to do as a, an elite running back, I think he's improved on. And, uh, you know, I, it's going to take a really gargantuan effort by one of these quarterbacks to unseat Dart, I believe. Yeah, Chuck, well,
5: talking about Dart uh, and the turnover situation, I interviewed him last week at Media Day, and I said, I said, you know, man, eight – Eight interceptions in eleven in 12 regular season games is not bad. He said, that's not the point. He said, the point is when I threw them. Yeah. He said, I, I threw them at inopportune times. And he said, in high school, he said, I threw 67 touchdown passes and only four interceptions. And he said, that's the kind of ratio that I strive for. Now, that's <laughs> not real realistic in college, <laughs> but I understand that. You know, yeah. I get it. That's what he's shooting for.
1: Everybody's striving for perfection. There's no doubt about that, and uh, you know, and, and you know, Chuck. Even the Alabama game, even though we, he didn't throw the interception, we had the ball inside the twenty with you know first and, and ready to go, and yeah. didn't score to win the game. And, and of course, people forget about that, but uh, we yeah. were right there. Had we could finish that drive, who knows how they would have ended. But uh, we were right there, and so those opportunities will, will arise again this year. A year under his belt, he'll be much better at it. You know, as a lot of coaches say, when you get out in that red zone, you find the matchup you, you like, you find the guy that makes the big plays, whether whoever that is, the wide receiver, whether it's Trig or whether it's you know, our, our new our new tight end, Braden uh get that Priest name for Caden Priestorn, whoever it is, you get the ball to your guys who you can make plays. And so I think I think Jackson Dart uh whoever the quarterback will be, you know, you go to the athlete, you turn to the athletes when you get inside that, that uh red zone. And I I think we'll be much
4: better at that this year. Chuck and, and and Harry, do you think with the new rules change about not stopping the clock on first downs, does that change the flow of the game for Ole Miss in a hurry up offense? What what is y'all's opinion? I don't think well, so I, I hadn't had tell the rules yet,
1: yes. So you might have to explain yeah,
4: that. Yeah, they clock. went to the they went to the NFL rule where you do not stop the clock on first downs. So they're going to the NFL version and you know, for, this, for the hurry-up offense, I just yes. wonder how that's going to affect
1: it. I don't him. think
5: it will affect it at all as fast as we go.
1: No, I don't I don't think so either. So you're saying if you run out of bounds, still not going to stop the clock?
4: Now I'm not sure about that. Just on first, Gary, you kind of expand on that. It, I think until the
3: last two minutes of each half
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: that yeah. it's yeah, going to no. run. It's yeah. going to run. Yeah. Right. Right. They got to do.
1: And if they're trying to shorten the college game. I mean, these yeah, to that's it. But it's going to put a lot of like
3: pressure that. on those dudes that have the yard markers that have been that's doing this I'm for fifty about. years can, now at all these SEC schools. Can, can you imagine <laughs> playing seen, at, right
4: at Tuscaloosa and mm-hmm. you know you're, yeah. you're in a hurry up that's and, the, and the, those chain games? I don't think it's going to bother gonna the, ball, the actual
3: offenses. It's going to bother the. Poor little old guy that's trying to get down there with the first down marker. Well, he's gonna to have to put his cigarette and beer down. He's
4: got to hustle. <laughs> Leave the hot dog back at the fifty, man, and get moving. They won't be moving in Baton Rouge and Tuscaloosa. What
1: do you do? You know, assignments in the pregame is get those guys out there, get them loose, get them stretched. <laughs> get them
4: ready I'll see what I can do. <laughs> S-
5: some of them got bigger bellies than me. That's, that's, that's saying
3: something. We have offended the, the chain gang now.
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, so what you say is we've gone, we've gone to the Dow Markers electronic, but the guys still got to run up down the sidelines. Yes, that's exactly. right.
4: That's exactly. right. The clock does not stop. I just think it's going to... I mean, to me, Let's fix the real problem that's making the games longer, and that's not that it's these players dropping down with a you know so-called cramp, and then you could take them to the sideline and then give them 10, 15 seconds to regroup and start. Instead, they're giving them three minutes for timeout. You do that, eight eight players on on each side, sixteen times three. You, it's damn near an hour that you spent on TV timeouts for these quote unquote you know injuries. That's where they're missing the boat.
1: Well, and, that, and obviously, obviously, that's been about the only thing. If you can't stop the fast break offense, that's one of the few things you can use to try to stop it. And uh, there have been a lot of people, including us, that have uh, implemented that. And uh, sure, it, it's worked. It's obviously worked. It, it's not. A, it, it, it's not very uh, popular with the fans, especially when you're past three hours into the game and it's gotten a little warm out there. Nobody likes to stop the clock for that. But you, you know, you got you got to. Uh, side with injury, or even if, the, you know, even if you don't think it's an injury, you still got to treat it that way.
5: Let me say this, though: whatever the NFL formula is, it's three hours and three ten hours. minutes.
1: Yeah, and, I well, mean almost. Their formula is this, Chuck: they don't they don't go fast. They, they do have a two minute offense, and occasionally they do, but they don't play that way the entire game. They huddle up and they go run between fifty five and sixty two plays a game offensively. Not ninety to a hundred like we are now doing in college. True, so those guys can't do that. They're not in that good a shape. <laughs> I
4: like that. I like that, Harry. Well, you only have fifty-five-five-man five, uh, roster. You don't right. have hundred and ten players.
1: That's that's why. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. You got maybe two or three backup offensive linemen and D lineman, and they can't they can't play that many plays in that league. Sure. Great point.
3: That's our time, Harry. We thank you for the first. Of thank you, brother. A Look lot forward of money to it, to the Harry. Room. It's going to be a great man, season. Dan, look forward
1: to getting back out there tomorrow bar checking it out. I'll
3: see y'all there. Thanks. Me too. Still to go a little news, the good, the bad and the ugly and we'll finish up our program coming up right after this. I'm a lover man.
2: I got a woman. way over town. That's good to me. Oh yeah.
4: I don't you know she's all right. I don't you know she's all right is alright.
0: real estate with over 40 years of combined experience the tom smith land and homes team serving the cleveland mississippi area is committed to achieving the best results for buyers and sellers their knowledge and expertise about agricultural hunting and recreational lands is highly known and respected throughout the state With Tom Smith Land & Homes, you can expect more and get more. Return on your real estate investment. Contact Tom Smith Land & Homes today at 662-441-2500.
6: miss
0: more of the rebel yell hotline presented by Canon motors coming up next
3: sec news brought to you by van adkins jewelers the south's leader in estate jewelry and diamond solitaires as chuck says you know she's worth it we're going to do a little bit and then talk about some of the conference realignment uh the coaches poll came out Ole Miss preseason number 22 so where the the tweet from the football program was the rat poison emoji things right uh, at number twenty two in that one, and we got a couple of guys on the Bolitnikoff list, and that is Zakari Franklin and Trey Harris. Some thoughts on those two receivers, real quick.
5: Well, well, I, I mean, I that's great. I'm happy for him, but we ain't even seen Zakari <laughs> Harris, Franklin run a run a route yet. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess they're going off of when he was at uh, Harris looked Texas. good today
4: thought he looked good. Yeah, Harris is good. He's, he's fine. He looks like a mingo body-wise. Yeah, he, know, a, he, he is a mingo. looks just like that.
3: All right, the other thing is this. The Pac-12 is blown up, right? It's gone. Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State are all that's left. Washington and Oregon have now joined USC and UCLA, or they will, in a year or two to come in the Big Ten. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are going to the Big 12. Florida State says they're not happy in the ACC and they're not getting the money they want in the distribution in the conference. And the ACC is now thinking of talking to Stanford and Cal. Now, they're on the Pacific, right? They're on the opposite yes, end. of The ACC is? Yes. Let
5: me, let me tell you something. All that tells me is they don't give a damn about the fans. All they care about is television
3: and That's television it. money. money.
5: Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that that just blows my mind. I, I hate is, it. I which hate
3: is why pa- the PAC whatever you want to call it now, dissolve because their television deal was not going to be anywhere near Big Ten money, SEC money, whatever money that was out there. That's why I can't bad. really
4: get mad at the portal anymore and players. Exactly right. To, and NIL, everybody else is getting their money. Everybody else is leaving when they want to leave. Colleges are doing it. Universities, presidents. You know, you can't put that onus on the players to restrict them. So, why not?
3: And I know the SEC is just. This is where I was going to kind of tie it in. Just now, bringing Texas and Oklahoma in. Do you think there's another? Yeah, another? there gotta be now with yeah. those kind of moves.
5: I guarantee you, they're going to end up being a 20 team conference.
4: Yeah. yeah.
5: You wait and see, and it may take a few years. I
4: would maybe. go get Notre Dame and Stanford for the SEC. Yep. Baloney. I would. Stanford, come on! Yeah, she's the number one number one sports program in the in the country. Stanford is. Stanford. It is, but it's because
3: yeah. of water polo, sure, diving, okay. swimming, swimming, gymnastics, right? Yeah. Things that's that Ole Miss we don't doesn't even have. have, right? Most
0: of the SEC schools yeah,
3: don't. Two let's great let's, academic
5: let's programs stay. Let's have have stay Southeastern Conference. I mean, I know Texas Chuck, I was thinking
4: North Carolina, Virginia, but what does Virginia do, right? right. You know, I that's uh, why yeah, not
3: Florida? TV Florida, Florida State, Clemson, you is the names that come out all all together. Florida
5: State. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Tech. Uh, I mean, there's several schools that still kind of kind of qualify for Southeastern Conference that wouldn't make such a burden on the fans to travel and see games. Yeah, I mean, it's they're just, not
4: going to the games anymore. I mean, the well, Way games, there's 500 fans there now.
5: No, it's more
4: than that. I and mean, a few, but there's no longer it, ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 away fans like we saw in the past.
5: If you keep it geographically, uh, friendly, though, you'd see I'm more people
4: you. go back. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But it's just gotten away from that because of the TVs and TV money. And I just think what someone like Notre Dame could do, though. I, I don't know. I just – I really would. I'd go after Notre Dame. What do you think, Gary?
3: I think they will make another run, but I, I'm with – I think it will be out of the ACC. I do, too. I, don't, I think, I think that's pulling, where they're going. They're pulling out of the ACC. Yeah,
4: they're going to go North Carolina, when, Virginia. When
3: they can get – teams out of the acc you we were talking about this prior to coming in here the acc thinks they've locked down their their teams for another almost 10 years now schools are going to be able to figure out a way to get out of that somehow some way you're seeing it too much but i think it's some of that acc group right now that becomes part of what we have in the sec
4: but the acc's got you got to have four or five conferences right Um, You know, you you can't end up being four conferences. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I think ACC survives by adding something. The SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10. And that's that's basically going to be your power schools. So what
4: do you think happens? The Washington
3: states and Oregon states of the world are left out.
4: What about Stanford? They're going to go Big 10, do you think?
3: If it continues to go to the 20, as Chuck has said, then yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably so. All right, we gotta hurry and get into good, bad and ugly, sponsored by the Big Delta Power Sports people at one fifty five Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville.
5: Well, fall camp for football has four practices under the belt. The first thing I notice is that the team has an SEC look to it. They're mature physically and mentally across the board. They seem to be have have some depth. Uh, they're quickly getting on the same page without a lot of ruffled feathers. The chemistry, which is always a concern when you get this many new guys, seems to be just fine so far. The team depth depth has improved drastically. We're not saying the Rebels have a lot of all-American talent, but there doesn't seem to be a big gap between the first-teamers and the second-teamers. There are a lot of quality players in the top 44. So bad, uh, There are a few too many players on the injury list. Uh, but I think they'll come off of it pretty quick, and I'm looking forward to having a full force of players.
4: Chuck, quick question. Does Ole Miss have enough difference makers to win 10 or more games?
5: I
3: don't know.
4: that. Ooh.
5: You'll have to see that as the season plays out. All
4: right.
3: Good show. Good to be back, and we'll roll now. Football is here. Right. We're here.
4: We're here. we are hunker down. Ready we'll to be go. here after the New Year's.
3: Thanks to Rhino back in the studio for Harry joining us and you as well. We'll talk to you next week. Howdy Toddy.